The Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep. And we love people, but we really love God, and we love being His children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So, that's why we got together. Not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. G'day, Pete. It's good to be back in front of the microphone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> thank you. It is lovely to be back. And still with us, Sophie Gary, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. You've survived the last one? Yes. Managed. Take a deep breath. Yeah. It's good fun, well, isn't it? It is. I, I can understand why you love doing this pod, this podding thing with mm. your um, – that's good from you. Yes. It's great to just sit down and chew things over. Mm. Um, and, and I've really enjoyed that podcast, that's good from you, that, that you and Emma have done. Over the uh, over the the time that you've been doing it, some of the things that have that have stood out for me, and I just jotted down a couple of them. Mm. Myth busting Christmas. Yes. How fun was that? It was so fun. Uh, Christmas. I think I said in that episode, Christmas is not my favorite time of the year yeah. because of all the misconceptions around yeah. it, and so it's just a lot of fun to like go through about ten different yeah. things and say not this, yes this. It'd be interesting to see how many children's programs would kick you out of their church for saying, you know what, Christmas, we really probably shouldn't be celebrating this. <laughs> I'm just what. What? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, red flags of leadership. Now, that mm. was a really interesting. There was a couple of them. And yes. red flags and green flags yes. of leadership because, of yep. course, church leadership, we've mentioned in the past, is, is mm. needing help. Yes. So that was a good one. But the one I think that for, for Chris and I both went, oh, mm. you don't have a soul. Yes. Now, <laughs> this is just can you can you in a nutshell? Because I mean, we talk a lot about mm. body and soul. It's it's a culturally mm. really powerful thing, and about your soul going up to heaven, and you know, it's an old soul in a young body, and yes. all of that sort of stuff. Ooh, yeah. the, the, mm. the soul, and and what was it with the aeroplanes? Yes, we were just mm. talking about the fact that uh, aeroplane control towers, and in, in aeroplanes, they'll say how many souls are on board. Mm. What does that mean? Do they mean a disembodied <laughs> spirit? Yeah. How many disembodied spirits do you have on your plane? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really weird saying. How many how many committed Christians are aboard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but that's so souls, mm. right? So it's a thing. It's all over the place. It's yes. it's it's in everything. So uh, where in the Bible does it come from? That's a very good question and a complex one and we'll <laughs> dive into it and see see where we get to. So for me growing up, I often heard uh, souls being saved to go to heaven when mm. they die. And I just took that as like, okay, like that's what we need to do. We need to save souls. And in my mind, in my, you know, 14, 15 year old mind, that meant that one day I'm going to be a disembodied something mm. in fluffy white cloud land, mm-hmm. possibly singing shout to the Lord for all eternity. Like that, that's what was in my imagination. And that's why people don't want to go to <laughs> Yes, and it yes. didn't sound like good news to <laughs> no, me. No. And then people would be like, the good news of Jesus. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't doesn't sound yeah. great. Okay, so we, mm. we've talked in the past here and, and you've yes. mentioned a lot in your podcast as well that we get it wrong. Yeah. We get that picture of heaven is wrong. We mm. don't know what heaven is going to be like mm. necessarily, but yeah. it ain't going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we as as entities, beings, whatever, as mm. God's children in that place – 
I'm not going to be like that. Mm. So how do we get souls? What are souls? Yeah, so souls is the English translation of a Greek and Hebrew word and it has uh, come over into our English as the word soul. The Hebrew word underlying it is the Hebrew word nephesh, nephesh, and it it's based wait, 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 yes. Try that. It. Try that. Yes, children. everyone try that at home. Nefesh. Nefesh. N e p h. Yeah, something like something yes. Like, yeah, well, yes. I mean, it's it's transliterated from Hebrew into okay, English okay. characters, so just, spelling okay. it's complicated. Nefesh. Yeah, okay. Nefesh. And that's, that's what we now have. As yes, song. in the Old Testament, right. so Hebrew yeah. Old Testament, and it it means at its basic level throat. Huh? Yeah. So it's the place where the breath lives in the body, but it can also be translated body, life, you, I. So we translate it as soul and imagine that there's some invisible part of us that it's talking about. Oh. But the Hebrew is actually Hebrew is actually a very grounded language. Right. And it's talking about something quite physical, something quite different. And what blew my mind the first time I heard it, and I think I have the Bible Project podcast to thank for this. Yeah. So God creates Adam and he becomes a nephesh. He doesn't get a nephesh put into him. He becomes nephesh. Uh, so Adam becomes Adam a soul. Adam be- becomes a soul, that's right. But not only that, before Adam becomes a soul, the animals also become nephesh. And growing up, Ooh. I heard that the thing that distinguishes us and animals is that humans have souls and animals don't. And all of a sudden we're using the same word, nephesh, for both humans and animals and not for a thing that they have inside them but for what they are. And I went, oh, I think maybe maybe something's that's, wrong here. That's weird. But so how did we, how do we get from every living being mm. having the presence of nephesh, having mm. this, this living godness mm. in them, if you will, mm. how did we get from that to your body goes there and the fluffy floaty bit goes there? Yes. So that brings us over into the New Testament. So the New Testament is written into a Gre- what we call a Greco-Roman world. It's influenced by Greek and Roman culture. Sounds like wrestling. Yes, Greco-Roman. <laughs> yep. Good times. Okay. Sorry, random thought. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. It's it's excellent. So in the New Testament, we also have another word. So nephesh in the Old Testament, it's psuche. It's hard to say psuche uh, in the Greek. When you transliterate it into English, it looks like the word psyche. So it's where we get our English word psyche. And again, it has a big range of meanings that it can can possibly hold. And included in that is things like life and and breath and, and all those all those sorts of things. So right. we have this word and it means a particular thing in the Judeo-Christian world, in the Jew-Christian world. Mm-hmm. Then we have this other pesky little group of people around the same time called Greek philosophers. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you have spoken about them before. And they have a very different worldview. So the Judeo-Christian worldview is that we are holistic beings body, mind, soul, strength. So those passages about body, mind, soul, and strength, loving God with all of those. It's not like, what does it look like to love God with my soul? And I need to sit down and figure that out. Mm. It's like loving God with all of who we are is the point of that. It's not breaking us up into small pieces. It's like all of us. The Greeks on the other hand are like, nope, the body is bad. The soul is good. In fact, anything physical is bad. Oh, okay. And the spiritual is good. And that's where we get all jumbled up. And that's where we start tripping over things like being in the natural and yes. things of the world are bad yes. and all that. How come the Greeks invented the Olympics then? 
Yeah, it's they odd, isn't it? They the things physical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And obviously they, they, they knew that there was a physicality to life, so perhaps they were just living into it while they had it. But mm. there is a famous um, heretic, we would now call him, uh, Marcion in church history. He was very influenced by Plato, the Greek philosopher, uh, and and this is why we don't really like anything that Marcion says these days. He went to so far as to say that the human body mm. is a sack of excrement. Oh, well said. Right, unfit mm-hmm. for God to incarnate Himself into, mm-hmm. and he and a lot of the Greek philosophers believed that death was preferable because it was the only thing that could release the good soul from the bad body. So he's no longer my favourite Marcion. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, come on! Nobody right, expects the Spanish <laughs> Exactly. So, so this – sorry, you are going – I yeah. was going to say, because a lot of the things that you see about the Spanish Inquisition mm. was that the idea of actually torturing people uh, and then killing them was actually a mercy because it ensured that mm. – you know, once they'd they would confessed, they yeah. would get, their soul was going to go right. to heaven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they could, you know, killing of the body was I- irrelevant, yeah. really. Yes. You know? What struck me, though, I think more and more powerfully today and in, in our world as you walk out of the door today, this separation of body and spirit into, you know, body bad, spirit good mm. means sex mm. is no longer something that's wonderful and joyful mm. and, and, and incredibly gift of God. Sex is bad and dirty and naughty. Mm. And it's not. That's not. Yes. None of that is meant to be like food is not meant to be a bad thing. We yes. pervert sex. Yes. We pervert food. Yeah. But only on, in the earth. Sorry. What have you been eating? <laughs> well, you ask somebody strolling around McDonald's with five hamburgers. That's yeah. not a good oh, use of food. Yeah. You know. Okay. So and and alcohol is the same thing. These are human things that are mm. great for the human body, but do get perverted by mm. the way we live, mm. but not because they are of themselves bad. Yes. Mm. Yep. And that is such a powerful thing that Satan uses to drive us away from being close to God. Mm. Uh, you shouldn't be because you, you know, you mm. did this or you did that, so mm. God's not going to love you. And God's going, no, I, I actually made you to yes, do that. that's I, right. I made you to not do it quite like that, but, you know, yeah. let's have a chat. Yeah. Yeah. So the separation of body and soul, yep. Greekification again, Yes. Um, allows us as humans to see our humanity Mm. As dirty and bad. Yes. Yep. As a sack of human excrement, as Marcion put it. I would lovely chap. I mm. wouldn't put it quite like that. How should we see ourselves then? Yes. This is this is a journey that I've been on of discovering this, discovering that actually God created my body and the physical world. And if He created it, yes, it's been distorted by sin and is broken because of you know again human history and and stories in Genesis. But if he created his creation and said it was good, even if it's been distorted by, you know, the brokenness in the world, he still thinks that his creation is good. And that includes my body. That mm. includes everybody's bodies. It includes the stuff that we interact with on a day-to-day basis, whether it's food or wine or sex, other people. And for me, the the big thing has been how do I treat matter? Like how do I interact <laughs> with the world? Yeah, yeah, so, matter. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Does it matter? Does, so does matter matter? How I treat my own body matters. Mm. How I treat the bodies of other people matters. How I treat creation matters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's been really eye opening for me. I think. Yeah, I think there's one really really cool bit in in the um, 
the Left Behind series, which everyone sort of go, oh, God, you had to go there. <laughs> Don't but go there's, there. there's, well, there's no. a beautiful, there's a beautiful, um, I guess it's an image, it's a picture of why I think many people think that that is mm. really just the most unhelpful collection of books. When all these people are being raptured, mm. which again, not in the Bible, boys and girls, yep. uh, when these people are being raptured up and the people that are left behind uh, mm. of the title who are supposedly children of God, they're driving around in V8s and, and basically just using the planet as much as they mm. possibly can, yes. which is totally not what God wanted yes. them to do and yep. wants us to do now. Yep. And, yeah. and that series has led to people, and I've seen these sorts of comments online and, and in books I've read, people saying, well, if God's going to destroy the planet and he doesn't care about it, then we can trash it now because we're getting another one. Mm. I'm like, no, like, no, please no. Like God said his creation is good and he He asked us to steward it and care for it. And again, despite the fact that it's a broken creation, he still thinks it's good and loves it and Ooh. wants us to care for it. That's ourselves, that's other people, and that's all of creation. Mm. All right. I have one killer point that I want mm. to throw at you that just struck me in the head. All right. You ready for this? Yes. All right, Sophie, thank you for talking us through that. The, mm. the soul and the body are not separate. They're the same thing. I, that, or, or they're part of yes, the same being. Yes, part of the same being. We I have been created way. by God. And as you're saying, the difference between, you know, the Greekified version where you've broken the, you know, the sin, the, mm. the sinful, grubby human bit and the or the physical bit and the spirit bit or, you know, they're actually together. God made us to be one, mm. to have a complete um What's the word? Nefesh? Mm. Nefesh? Nefesh. Okay, that's good. Um, and, and then you, we, we just finished saying, you know, that we've been put in charge of the planet. Mm. That's one of the things in the Garden of Eden from the very beginning. God said, here, this is mm. yours. Look after it. Mm. And now people say, oh, look, God's going to wipe it all out anyway because, you know, that's what it says, which it doesn't, by the way. Um, but there is this separation, again, mm. of humanity from creation mm. and humans are in control of this thing therefore we are separate but i wonder whether if we put body and soul back together again mm. and make them a whole entity do we also put body and soul and humanity back together with all of creation mm. so that we're not individuals running around on yeah. a planet yeah what does that look like oh that's such a good question i mean at the end of at the end of the christian story it's not that souls are going to heaven mm. when we die. It is the restoration of all things. And God calls us now to work in light of that future. And so what does the planet look like without all of the brokenness that's come through sin? That's the imagination of Christians to be thinking, okay, if that's the future we're heading towards and God's asked us to participate in that with him, then how do we have this imagination for a world without brokenness? And then how do we work towards that or live towards that? And that could be anything from me choosing to recycle in my own home <laughs> to me, you know, going somewhere else in the world and working with human trafficking victims. Mm. Like there's so many different things that that could look like. And I th that's my favourite thing about the Christian story is that each of us are passionate about 
something different. Yeah. Uh, for me, it might be recycling and the planet and planting more trees. And for someone else, it might be uh, helping people be whole within themselves if they're suffering from mm. any kind of mental health thing. And we are each invited to participate in what God's doing in the way that he's gifted us and given us passions. Wow. So wow. It's, it's yeah. big. Mm. So the big question then for all of us is, and, and uh, you guys worked in churches and all mm. that sort of stuff, how do we do God's work? We've, we've thrown this one around before mm. a little bit, but how do we do God's work? Mm. And is, is that the reason we're here? Mm. Are we here to do God's work or are we here to be God's children mm. in his That's garden? And mm. maybe they're the same thing. I can see a, a cultural concept where that is true. Mm. Uh, we do not have our children working for us mm. most of the time. Uh, it's just he just nodded because Sophie, you're, yeah, work, I'm you're working, working for my family. family. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's all right. Yeah. My wife and my daughter-in-law. They yeah. work yeah. together. So we actually do work with families. Yes. But anyway, that's but, that's what, yeah. what you're saying. Um, is. But it, there was a time when the only labour force you had were that's your right. children. Yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's exactly uh, right. And that would have been yeah. the Israelite culture. And you took on time. your family trade. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's not as weird a, yeah. a, a subject as you might think. I guess. And so I think to be God's children is to is to actually do God's work as well. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting. You look at families in the Bible, and they are quite stratified mm. in terms of the skill of each of the children, the calling of each of the children. Mm. I mean, we know that God likes to turn things upside down, and the firstborn thinks he's yeah. going to get the <laughs> yes. so, you know, yeah. all of this. Mm. But I think there, I don't think there should be a a a puzzlement in our minds mm. when. We're called God's children but also called to do God's work. Yeah. yeah. And different theologians put it in different ways and nuance it differently. One of my favourites, Tom Wright or N.T. Wright, mm. uh, he says that we don't build the kingdom, that's God's work, but we build for the kingdom. And he's got a line that I absolutely love um, in one of his books and I wish I could remember the title off the top of my head, but he says, I don't know what the connection between planting a tree today will be and a tree in new creation, but I know there will be a connection between those two things. So plant a tree, Jesus is coming. Mm. And I just I love that idea that there'll be some kind of connection between the world we live in today and the world that God is going to restore. Mm. And so what have you got in your hands? What's, what's in your world? What are you passionate about? What are you gifted in? Go and do that thing. Do it really well. Mm. Bring restoration to the world because we're building for or towards God's kingdom. Yeah. And I think that's the scary bit where you said, it, I was with you 100%, mm. you said bring restoration to the world. And I'm looking at my hands going, I'm not, I'm not bringing anything. But you're right, you plant the tree. Mm. You don't have to grow the thing Yeah. to yeah. just be doing with, mm. with doing what you can yeah. do. And honestly, like people, like it sounds so big, right? Yeah, but that, it, yeah, yeah it's, that's the scary bit. It's what is it that God's put in front of you? Is Is it caring for your grandchildren? Is it um, making people laugh on air or mm. writing, you know, really great literature? Like, What is it that he's gifted you and like made you passionate about? Go and do those things for his glory and yeah, and bring restoration as you go. So what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.